Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working with... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden, to straight up in the Chuck and Julie Show, brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com. Great conservative website. And Denver Synagenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Hey, lot to talk about today, as always. Um, Karen Catalina is going to be joining us, fellow co- uh, talk show host, columnist. Um, she does a show with BBS Radio, too. Had- at 3.30, we're going to have Rich uh-huh. Wyatt, who had his own television program on Discovery Channel. American guns and talk to him about the safety. And he was a certified safety gun safety expert. Um, what went wrong uh, at the Rust set with Alec Baldwin? Right. Um, and, and, you know, and one other thing, too, and I'll talk maybe a little bit about that when you get Karen, that raises a whole thing. I read Kirk Schlichter had a pretty interesting column today saying, why are we worrying about being nice to Alec Baldwin? The left is never nice to us when things happen. It's like and people are like, you know, pray for him. Yes. Feel sorry for him. Yes. But on the other hand, it's like all of a sudden, if you're conservative, you're, you're banned from saying anything mean about Alec Baldwin, well, they, who never they, hesitated to say anything bad about other people. And if you did make fun of them, they quickly uh, they would have um, CNN come on board and say, "How mean of these people to be to a saint, right? To a little saint." To, to say, I, I, you know, and again, you got to just. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there, and I think Rich, like you said, he's a, he's a, a expert in firearms safety anyway. But he did this show, American Guns, obviously about guns, because you're hearing a lot of stuff about. You know, we I read everything from you never have anyone behind the camera to, okay, well, maybe you have somebody behind the camera, but then you have all of these safety things, but maybe at the very least you have them wear protective eyeglasses. So it's, well, it's clear. Um, there's all kinds of Rich stuff. knows a million times more about gun safety than I ever will, but I'm still amazed. You know, they had some version of the uh, Colt 1873 peacemaker, which is a single action gun um, in which you, you know, you have to cock it. And then you have to pull the trigger. So he had to be reaching across, cocking it, then dry, <laughs> yeah, what he thought was dry firing the thing. That's a lot of <laughs> right. movement to, so all to of, do it. All of that at 3.30. But we have Karen then now um, joining us from the free state of Texas. Hey, Karen, once again, thank you for your time. Glad to see you. Good to be with you. I was playing around with Joe Biden's pictures. I see that. I, I get it in the background. I'm sorry. I, I got a little carried away. No, How no worries. That's why I touch you. Karen, we're on now. No, I like it. Joe is sniffing your hair in that picture, though. I like it. <laughs> watch it. You know, I, I think we should now call him along with um, um, Let's Go Brandon. We should call him Stands with a Fist. That's right. Well, that's like the Beavis and Butthead character. Have you seen that? Uh, the Beavis yeah, and Butthead. that was that was where I took that picture, actually. Ah, from that. From that. That's okay. Why well, yeah. I want to talk to you about you put this well, articulated what I've been struggling to say, and that is what if we're reaching herd immunity, or not herd immunity, herd recognition in terms of people seeing the truth, and what does that mean? And that's one of your latest columns. You're the host of Spouting Off. You're on the air everywhere. At the end, we'll let you tell everybody all the places they can find you. In fact, we got to let you go early because you've got another gig this <laughs> afternoon, too. I do. <laughs> but but why don't you tell us, and then in a little bit, I'm going to play the latest Brandon song, but your your thoughts on this yeah. herd recognition issue. Well, I, I guess I, I came up with that. It was a harder piece of the, to write than I thought, just because it's so pervasive. There's so much pervasive, for the lack of a better term, because it's the only term I can really come with, evil. Yeah. It's evil. There's so much of it around. Um and and there's so much propaganda that if people start asking questions, one question leads to another, and then they begin to ask themselves the really deadly question, which is the really important one, is this deliberate? And once they ask that, it's just very hard for good people to get their brain around the fact that 
we're watching people who are in control, who have a monopoly of power in Washington, D.C., who literally, I, I don't know how to even put it, who who have no regard for our lives, nor right. our liberty, nor our pursuit of happiness. We are seeing deliberate uh, messing with the food chain. We're seeing, which, which uh, I wrote a piece about last week, there are the Grinches. They hate Christmas and Thanksgiving. But more than that, they've proven, they've shown that American citizen Afghanistan don't, ma- don't matter right. to them. Uh, they're, they're degrading education and literally sexually abusing kids. Um, until people, and I hate even saying this, but until people realize that they're doing all this on purpose, it's hard for us to reason with them. And frankly, I think we could be reaching, quote, herd recognition of the fact that these people, I'm sorry I'm being so verbose, it's hard to even, uh, I don't know how I even put that piece together because there's so much. But you're right. So pervasive. And and, and I think you're right. And I think, you know, step one is, and and all the polls show it. Um, I I mean, every time you fill up your gas, you can't help but, you know, you're gassing, but see it. I was at the grocery store this morning and, and I I bought three pieces of chicken breast, right? 14 bucks. I'm like, what? 14. I mean, I'm like six. To adjust your expectations, Julie. I have to adjust yeah, my yeah, expectations. Yes, expect- they have it in for us. That's the short answer to the long. Well, but I think the first well, one in, 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 in addition to that, uh, I was at a <laughs> an event for Laurel Iam, who was running for Congress, and Kelly Ward, who's the uh, chair of the Republican Party in Arizona, and she said one thing: we all have to realize they are evil. They are not nice people. Yes, they are not. You know, disagree, but are these wonderful liberals who have a kind heart and, and just want to help people. They're evil power mongers. That's what they are. And yet people though, I'm going to be hopeful. Step one is, as you said, recognizing it. And I think we are reaching. And I think there is nothing more uh, demonstrative of that than the F Joe Biden chants that are going up. And I want to play this. This made me, made me laugh. Um, so, you know, YouTube, of course, pulled the, the Brandon song. We played it on our show, YouTube Bandit. Didn't stop. It is poor Adele. Takes her decades to get over herself and write her latest call, or her latest album. And she's now been replaced on the Apple iTunes download by the uh, Brandon song that YouTube banned. <laughs> Um, and so, and, and there's a yet another song coming out. And I want to warn folks, they do say the F word in this. Lots of times. Lots of times. <laughs> but I think it's pretty funny. And it, it gives me hope for America. That's terrible to say. Not terrible, but I mean, who would think they'd be saying that? But Thomas, if we could play the new Brandon song. Kieran, I want you to take a listen to this. Okay. You can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Show up to court, yeah. Fake news trying to silence the truth, yeah. We the people trying to save the youth, yeah. I ain't taking no vaccine. I ain't flying southwest, don't ask me, no. And I ain't wearing no mask, they nasty. And all you liberals better stop trying to harass me. You know we try to stop the steal. Sparing me Republican, pop the red pill. I mean, and it goes on and on, but it's like, but I mean, that song is where the other one has gone to number one in the charts. The mainstream media has been forced to cover it, although the Washington Post initially attempted to lie about it and then had to put out a report saying, okay, they are actually chanting F Joe Biden. To me, I mean, that guy, if for people who couldn't see the video, it's just a guy there's the wearing, I mean, clearly it's a music video, but they've got Trump hats on, stop the steal, you know, F Joe Biden kind of things. Um, 
But that to me is a sign and, and a, you know, going to number one on the Apple downloads, that's her recognition, right? Yeah. I think anyway. It absolutely is. The, the, I end the piece with what is going to happen when we reach herd recognition. And I have a feeling we're going to find out. Now, we are up again. I don't think in the history of our country ever, and Chuck will probably hopefully back me up on this, where everyday American citizens are the target. We are it, which means we're the ones that are going to have to fight back against a corrupt, evil, communist regime. They might as well, Chuck and Julie, have announced it like Castro, we are now going communist. They might as well have just said so, because all you have to do is look at their actions Look at exactly what they've done. And they have put us on notice again and again and again that this is now, according to them, a communist country. So no words are ever going to be enough. We're going to have to pull out every stop we have. have I can think of the only other time it would be 1800 with the Alien and Sedition Acts with the same group of people, the same uh, uniparty, the same uniparty, the Federalists, and so forth. Decided that any speaking was seditious, and they were jailing people and and uh, making and threatening their liberty and everything else. And it caused the end of the Federal Party, a Federalist Party. You know, sixteen years later. But hopefully, that's the same thing. This will be the end of the Democratic Party. It's going to be a long way off. But maybe it's the same thing. Well, and I think, though, here's from Sandra. I like that young people are getting wise to the left propaganda. You're absolutely right. You know, Sandra, I've mentioned this before. And Karen, I know you and I have talked about it. When our son, Rev, um, who's 10, you know, the, the little TikTok videos that he listens to in the YouTube videos, they're all... How do I say? They're not so much pro-Trump, but they are very much anti all the mandates. They're anti, pardon me, Karen, but they're anti the Karens, right? They're anti stupid adults trying to tell them what to do that they recognize there's no point to, right? And and I think that, you know, the Democrats, I think mistakenly, well, thought that they could continue to con us. And of course, they're getting help from the mainstream media. The mainstream media is trying. But the mainstream media, I think, has well, lost one of the same thing. <laughs> it is. But I think they've lost a significant reach. Um, and, you know, like you said, when when you have it's one thing to mess with me. It's another thing to mess with my kid or my right. grandkid. And when you've got a school board in Virginia and Barack Obama says, oh, this is just hysteria and fake news, <laughs> fake news, the freaking school superintendent and the school board knew that a little girl was horribly sexually assaulted in a bathroom by a boy wearing a dress and they lied about it and then tried to demonize the parents and got caught. Then they tried to turn parents into domestic terrorists. Thank you, A.G. Garland. Right. And then they had to back off of that. So that's and because the parents didn't say, oh, I guess it's okay if little girls are sexually assaulted in the bathroom because we sure wouldn't want to offend any transgender people. I mean, give me a break. And I think people are reaching herd recognition. Well, and the key that you mentioned, since you always like to be optimistic, and I think that's why people love you both, because you are both sides of the coin, not that you're always optimistic and always pessimistic, (laughs) but you need realistic optimism and we need to strengthen ourselves for the fight ahead because it's going to be a fight. And the most optimistic thing is that when they see people are standing up and putting up the resistance that they talked about ad nauseum during Trump, and now we're not allowed to resist, They are backing off. I mean, when that president number 44 said the politics of hate and stuff, (laughs) I'm thinking, I guess he's not as confident that they have it sewn up as they think, because he's out there, you know, playing victim yet again, which is despicable. Yeah. Um, And the fact that every time something happens, people, they do back off means that they don't have it sewn up. I work for, one of my producers is a pilot. And uh, he said Southwest Airlines does not, did not back off like they said they were going to, like people said they were. It's not a back off yet. But you know what? 
it could well be because right. people aren't taking no for an answer. Well, there was a big, now this is on CNBC today. We're saying business owners, and I think the Biden administration may use this to save face, are pleading with them to say, hey, no vaccine mandates, please, till after the first of the year. Let us get through the holiday season. We've got enough <laughs> issues with the supply chain. And I think that you're right. I think Take away our freedom later. Yeah. Right, right. Hey. Start the new year off. We can, oh we can. my God. Well, no, okay, but I mean, sorry. I see that as a backing off. I mean, the bite that's going to give them cover, right? I think that I think it's not an accident or a coincidence that we haven't actually seen any OSHA rules, that we haven't actually seen right. any vaccine mandates. You've got federal and government, local state government unions saying we're not going to push a vaccine mandate. You've got corporations, you know, saying we're not going to do it. I, you know, the other day I was walking into a store and there's a sign up there. And I don't know, maybe it's been there all along that says, okay, everyone coming in has to wear a mask. No one going in had a mask on. Right. And so I think, and people aren't making a big deal about it, but, but no one in the store, you know, so, and there was nobody from Tri-County Health, which is gone now coming in and saying, Hey, you have to, yeah, it fell apart. It fell apart. Everybody dropped out of it. Wow. That's what, so resistance works. Yes. It works. Um, well, and we're going to have to resist more. Well, Charlene says an answer. Charlene says they're buying time, not backing up. You know, I don't know, Charlene. I, I think that it just gets worse and worse. I'm, I'm hoping maybe they're trying to buy time, but I'm hoping they're going to have to actually back off. Oh, and then Leo says, is it now called the no county health department? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they're, they're going to back off and then they're going to come with their next. Uh, well, yeah. They never give idea. up. We have to be prepared for the reality. Yeah. Again, you know, I had a lousy government education, so I don't know history that well, but there's nothing new under the sun. Right. When they mess with the food supply, when they mess with energy, with everything we need to live, we know they're not going to quit until they are made to stop. And unless we get strong and get gutsy, I'm going to share with you something that I've thought of. I haven't written it anywhere, but I'd like to steal, (laughs) steal uh, the survivor uh, motto, which is outwit, out, out, uh, play out last. Oh, I like that. That's what we have to do. And do you know that on Facebook, they've already started to try to identify people who are being defensive and preparing as somehow radical extremists that snitches ought to tell on because they know there are people who are onto them. They know that people are wising up. And don't let anybody, any of you guys out there, you know, we say truth straight up. Don't be fooled by all of this, the Facebook papers and all of the, everybody, the angst and hand wringing over all the evil Facebook. It's all a ploy to force Facebook to, and and Facebook, I mean, there's a reason Facebook is now the third largest lobbyist in Washington, D.C., right? So Facebook is now going to go ahead and happily say they're going to censor all conservative stuff. I mean, you saw the papers indicate they deliberately pushed down bright birthday i mean you know yeah, we get right. shadow banned canceled we from youtube to, we have to be able to recognize their tactics and their patterns because they do it every time right like i i i spend a lot of time conjecturing because i see pattern after pattern one of them that i saw is that ridiculous uh group the the uh school board association oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard of, I mean, yeah. who even knew about um, bottom and and what they do, this is part of the wraparound smear that Nancy Pelosi let the cat out of the bag a long time ago. And that is they get some obscure group to demand action from Biden when they put him up to it in the first place. Right. More right. Than exactly. Well, so hello. They can blame the organization when it goes south, which it always does, and say, well, we were only doing what the school board association said they create the reason for the right. corruption that they continue. They're calling the shots. Well, here's right. here's a good example and a positive example. We had a good friend um, who who believes in the January 6th insurrection and all that BS. And so he sent a, a link to a Washington Post 
article that was lots of places talking about uh, the Willard Hotel and how all the insurrectionists met at the Willard Hotel and met with the, Trump people and Bob Trump people and and Julie Julie text back laugh out loud you don't give up do you and <laughs> then the person went well did you read it and she said no it's Washington Post the same one that gave us Russia Gate that said let's go Joe Biden uh, I'm, and that's the first thing we have to do is recognize that anything in the Washington Post is a piece of junk and same with the New York Times and somebody right. can't go oh see uh, yeah I showed it to you well um, my favorite Latin phrase Falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus. Once you you see them lying, you never, ever take them at their word, ever. Right. Right. And also, it's too bad we're too nice because we ought to point and laugh and mock people still wearing face erasers on their face. Well, I mean, they are identifying themselves as gullible zombies. Well, as you're right, as as pawns. And I am becoming, and we'll talk a little bit about this next hour with Rich, but, and I spoke to you about this on the phone, you know, I'm becoming less nice. And when you get me riled up enough to become less nice. Julie, you? (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, but screw Alec Baldwin. It's like, yeah, Kirk Schlitter, I think it's like, he would not hesitate to go on the attack if this had been some sort of Trump supporter, right? And and it's like you can feel bad for him and you can feel bad for the family. And but but that doesn't mean we should play nice. You know, and I was thinking about this. It's like I keep saying we're in a war and I know I was guilty of this, but no longer. They've got me riled up enough. And this whole vaccine for kids is really going to put me over the top. But but I mean, no more me shooting them with bows and arrows because I think guns are mean. Right. And meanwhile, they've got the uh, Tommy gun and they're slaughtering us. Or a fly slaughter. And you know what? Don't listen to the Republicans or conservatives who say, oh, don't be mean. That's just right. what they want. Right, uh-huh. right. What? All of that is a tactic to get us to self-censor and to pull right. our punches every time. Right. Because the fact of the matter is the noisiest wheel gets the grease in the culture that they created. They right. created they this in-your-face culture. They're right. the ones exactly. that did it. So exactly. Joe Biden is is playing. Number one, it's three beautiful words, and it's pop culture, and it's the young people fighting fire with pop culture fire. So I love right. it for that reason. I wouldn't have thought of it. No, I would have written a seven hundred page, a seven hundred word. Right, opera. right. And we <laughs> don't even know how to make it how to make a hip-hop video right I could never rhyme that much it's kind of like no it is and I think that's like I said it now of course I, I was reading a thing it was in one of the Hollywood things it's like oh pardon some moronic anti-Biden song is topped her in the charts and it's kind of Ooh, like cares. well and they were implying that this is all like Donald Trump's family downloading the song over and over and over again it's like no that's so, what they would do exactly well yeah that's exactly what they would do (laughs) and here again if you're joe biden and his administration i mean i think they don't care because they've got all kinds of other things um in the bag to to spring on us i think but but again polls are down i i I just loved your term herd recognition because there is such a thing and even though they will ban us for saying this is herd immunity Mm -hmm. right and it works and there is such a thing as herd recognition and it works too And keep in mind that if you create a groundswell, which is what we must do, all of those people who who foolishly jumped on the bandwagon, easy on, easy off. When they see the bandwagon going in the other direction, they're going to jump on that bandwagon. You know, easy come, easy go. Those are the people that are fickle. We're not trying to get those people. We're trying to be unabashedly, unapologetically pro-liberty. Well, and then what did you say? Outwit? Outlast? Outplay. Outplay. Okay. I've got it on my wall. It's their term. (laughs) Right. But outwit, outlast, no, outplay, outlast. And we have to meet them on their, you know, turf every time. I'm very concerned about what they're going to try to do uh, with um, with the supply chain. Um, again, this is what 
communists have always done. They mess with anything and everything that we need to survive to let us know who's boss. Right, you know, right. we're babes in the woods. We we've had liberties, so we didn't know how to deal with these people. But that's what's going on. Right, right. Well, let me and Karen Charlene is saying exactly that's what they would do. And then she says a little stealth never heard either. Absolutely, <laughs> Charlene. We love Charlene. We do love Charlene. <laughs> let me, Karen. I know you've got your other gig going. Where can people find out about you? Hear you? Listen to you? Yeah. Well, um, just go to KarenCataline.com. I'm always doing a lot of radio. I love call-in talk radio. I think that's, we got to make sure that that doesn't die. The true joy of talk radio is interaction. And um, all the shows that I do of my own are are call-in talk. So I really encourage everybody, just find out when I'm on and call in. I always love calls, even if you can't stand what I'm saying. (laughs) That's That's what they don't want. They don't want us to interact. They don't want us to talk to each other or even trust each other. So we have to do everything the opposite of what they want. And Dr. Donna, Karen is fabulous. And you, you are. are. Thank you, Karen. Thank, Thank you, Donna. Donna. And Chuck and Julie are fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We're all fabulous. We're all We're fabulous. fabulous. Thank fabulous. you very much, Karen. Have your next one. And then hear Bye. from Dr. Donna. Yeah. She's, she's, well, let's go to her. her uh, she's got an event, remember? Right. So Dr. Donna, I'll read this. She wants to remind folks as a school board candidate forum tomorrow night, that would be Tuesday night. Um, sponsored by Keep Colorado Free and Open for the folks in Larimer and Weld County School Districts. Um, It is in Loveland at the Message of Life Church. Um, She says, since the teachers union is putting a lot of money and force behind their candidate, I'm really working really hard to make the questions important, not just to cover to cover the interests of parents, grandparents and the taxpayer. You know, uh, Dr. Donna, I don't think I would give my phone number out. This show goes out all over the place and there are a lot of people who listen to it or check it out who don't like us. Um, But maybe if there's a website or something like that, that people would go to, you could put that up. Um, and then, oh, Cassandra, I like the Zoom meetings. Is Karen on Zoom? No, I don't think she is. Um, I don't think she is on Zoom, but you can get her. She's also, she is on BBS though. Um, and she just, uh, she, she, I think she just does audio, right. not that. So, um, but she's right. I love that. Oh, okay. Dr. Donna says, if you're interested in this candidate forum, it's keep C-O-K-E-E-P-C-O-Free.com. Keep co-free.com. All right. And if we could have our producer call uh, Rich, because um, he's expecting a call. Right. Yeah. I, he knew that. He was going to call. That? Yeah. You can go ahead. Um, and Thomas, if you want to go ahead and call him early, that would be great too. You know, I love that. Outwit, outplay, outlast. Uh, and that is what we have to do because she's right. They are going to, you know, Eric Sonderman, who I completely disagreed with his characterization of Donald Trump, but he's a political commentator, analyst in Colorado, been used for a long time. Very establishment, establishment Democrat and establishment Republican. Um, and But he was saying the thrust of his column was that the Biden administration and the Democrats in general think they have a man. The only mandate they had was to get rid of Donald Trump. Um, and they don't care to have a mandate. Well, well that's, that's going to be my next point. He said, and they're blowing it because they're acting as if they do have a mandate. But you're right. They don't care. <laughs> Mandates, mandate. We'll just <laughs> shove everything through and we get it through. You're, you're, you're dead. Well, I just mean, Dr. Fauci, when you have a guy who is willing to kill puppies, kill baby monkeys, experiment on children for a virus that he helped create in the lab and then unleashed on the world, and, and they love him. I mean, but that's where they're willing to go. Like I said, when you've got a school board and a school board association and a federal government that, that prefers having little girls sexually assaulted right. by boys in the bathroom, that that's preferable than saying something that might offend a transgender community. I mean, that's screwed up, guys. That's really screwed up. And we do have to outwit, outplay, and outlast them. All right. Well, we've got Rich Wyatt with us. Rich is a longtime friend. Uh, he, for several years, um, had a show, American Guns, on the Discovery Channel, uh, which they're shooting guns all the time. And he's a long-term certified gun safety expert. So we wanted to bring him in on the whole Alec Baldwin uh, shooting on the set. Rich, you there? I'm here. How are you guys today? We're just good. Great. We're good. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Well, oh, thank just... you guys for having me. And you, you go, Julie, on those bathrooms. 
All right. <laughs> well, let me. Oh, well, not- yeah, I think I'll talk. Um, <laughs> Rich, why, why don't you give us your analysis of the of of what happened on the set? Um, I mean, we know the gun, and you know, you're you're a thousand times, billion times more knowledgeable on guns and gun safety. But a but a 1873 um, Colt uh, Peacemaker replica, which which the single action gun, which is you know you, you're going to have to you're going to have to cock it, then you're going to have to pull the trigger, and you're going to have to do some things in that 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 are pretty amazing and be waving around that gun. Yeah. So here's the thing, you know, there's a lot, and I remember I don't know anything more than what I've read about it. Um, and I should probably pre-qualify in this saying that I've met Alec Baldwin and I, and I don't care for him. Um, <laughs> but um, here's the thing. If you follow the four basic farm safety rules, it's impossible for anybody to ever get hurt with a gun. And they have been quoted saying that Alec was very uh, mm-hmm. proficient at following those rules. He is a professional actor. And being a professional actor, he should have taken training and and learned how to handle that gun as part of the job, just like he would learn to do anything else. Um, So at some point during this process, maybe Alec and multiple other people violated many of the rules of gun safety. And they caused somebody to get killed by pointing a loaded gun at somebody and pulling the trigger. And people commonly like to say, well... Uh, I'm so sad for Alec. You know, first of all, I'm not sad for Alec. I'm sad for the people that get shot in their family. Um, And so when you point a gun at somebody and pull the trigger, the gun does exactly what it was mechanically supposed to do. And there's no super ninjas that make the gun become loaded by itself. And the gun goes off and the bullet goes exactly where you're pointing the gun. And he was pointing the gun at people and he pulled the trigger and he shot someone. Um, And so on our show that you mentioned on American Guns, and we did a couple other shows too, we shot tons of times, as you guys know. And we had a safety officer that was there. And the, the key to that was I couldn't do it, Chuck and Julie, because I'm doing the show and I needed somebody right. else to have eyes just on the safety. And uh, so there were many roadblocks in the way to prevent this from happening, and they all failed. And that gun's very, very easy to check and see if it's loaded or not loaded. And, uh, well, but you, even if, even if you don't think it's loaded, you don't drive fire, uh, a firearm at a human being, even if you don't think it's loaded, because you'll, I don't think anybody who's ever handled guns for a long enough period of time. One time you're sure that the gun is cleared and you found out it's not cleared. Um, so the idea that he was pointing a gun and dry firing while pointing at him, it seems to be a basis for certainly for civil liability, if not criminal. Oh, Chuck, I completely agree with you. I, of course, he won't be because he's the chosen yeah, well, few, and, yeah. and he's great. But if that was me, Chuck, or if that was you, <laughs> uh, we'd already be in prison. We'd be yeah. locked up <laughs> with no bond. Let me and so. Let me ask you this on your show, because, you know, you read all kinds of things about what should have been going on, et cetera, et cetera. It seems like we're, the rules may have varied depending on set and things like that. But what, on your show, what were some of the safety things? I mean, did you have somebody handle the gun? Did you never shoot it at somebody and use camera angles to make it look? I mean, what were the rules that you guys operated by? Well, we operated by the seat of our pants. Um, but, you know, do you remember Regis Frank was one of the instructors that I think you guys have met before from Gunsmoke? And he was hired. His sole job was to safely handle the guns and to make sure that everybody on set was being careful. And the reason we had him there was because we had other people besides my family on the show that were shooting, and we weren't familiar with what their skill level was. So you'd see we were careful about it. Some people would even chastise me, Julie. Because they'd say as soon as your customer shoots the gun and the, and the thing blows up, you know, we have a huge explosion and a, and a giant fire, all the fun stuff that every red-blooded American loves, um, I would take the gun away from them because I didn't want them to make a mistake waving the gun around and cover somebody with the muzzle of the gun. So we were always as careful as we were always careful. Can you get out? We were always as careful as we possibly could. Um and so we're always being as careful as we possibly could. And the reason for that 
was because we didn't want anybody injured because the damage that occurs from a firearm is permanent. It can't be stopped. There's nothing you can do. As you guys know, I worked for Aurora Police Department, and you know, at the Aurora Police Department, we had two people killed because of violations of safety rules, right. and that's, that's a tragedy. Now, if we go back, so our protocol was nobody's downrange while we're firing a gun um, with some very limited circumstances. So they have what's called the 180-degree plane. That's if you look to your right and your left, nobody can be in front of that 180-degree line okay. uh, while we're shooting. Now, we would violate that in certain very controlled circumstances. Like if I was shooting or somebody else that I knew that was an expert with a firearm was shooting, the cameraman would be downrange so they could get that really cool muzzle you know, right. shot. <clears throat> and, but they would be off to an angle where we knew that we were you know, competent and it was going to be safe. The cameraman also had to be versed. We couldn't just do it with a brand-new cameraman because we don't want him to get scared from the noise and the flash and jump into harm's way. So we were right. always very cautious. Well, then did you ever point the gun? Like you said, you didn't, I'm assuming from what you're saying, you never, well, first, let me clarify. So were you using sometimes live ammunition? I mean, yours was a gun show, oh, right? Always, always live ammunition. Yeah. Okay, but, so, but you never pointed, even for that camera, I mean, you didn't point the gun straight at the camera, right? Well, unless the cameraman was mean to my daughter's. No, yeah. we never did. We yeah. never did that, Julie. Now, in TV, I've, I, I want to backtrack. I, I would like to say, in TV, they do point real guns at real people. Um, because when you're watching, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood point a 44 Magnum at somebody and making the famous line, you know, uh, any of the ones that he said, um, you know, this is the most powerful handgun in the world. He's pointing a real gun at real people. So they do violate that portion of the rule, and that causes you, as the armor or the person on set and the actor, to be extremely cautious about what you do. Now, they could make that weapon inoperable so it wouldn't work, and they have done more of that recently than they did in the olden days. And a lot of the guns are molded plastic, and they're not even real anymore that you see on TV. Right. Um, but, but to point the, so they do do that. But, that, you know, you have to be so cautious and so right. careful because even the blanks that they use, as right. we saw exactly. happen with Brandon Lee, can kill right. you. Right. You know, what about so, in I, terms of, can you explain to folks, because there was some talk that, as I understand it, what someone somewhere should have done. And I was reading some other actors were saying this is what was done for them, is that somebody, one of several people whose job it was, would take the gun, would open it would say, see, look, there's no bullet here. There's no live ammunition. There's nothing in here. They could try to light in it, and they would show it to everybody. They'd show it to the person who was doing the shooting. They'd show it to the person the gun was being pointed at. How easy, I mean, it sounds to me like it would be pretty clear then that there was something, particularly with the revolver kind of thing. I mean, is that pretty easy to tell when you get right down to it? You know, it's so easy uh, that especially with that gun, an 1873 Colt, you know, they've only been making that gun for over a hundred years. And, uh, you know, everybody has one. I think it's required to be an American. And, uh, uh, I, I bet even Julie has one. So, uh, <laughs> <In my purse. laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, you can see from outside the gun, whether it's loaded right. or not on that particular gun. But when you open it up and do a physical inspection, you clearly see. And so, you know, uh, you know, it's just somebody, I mean, probably chances are this wasn't, you know, one stray around the gun might've been fully loaded. And I, I just don't know, but you know, in the legal system, um, this is not an accident. This is negligence. And multiple people should be charged in this crime because I'm sure there was a highly paid professional that was monitoring that stuff. But also Alec Baldwin, as the person handling the gun, has culpability because he should have known better than to do. You know, if, if you if if Chuck, if you or Julie handed me a gun and said, here, Rich, this gun's unloaded, please demonstrate this. The first thing I would do is check the gun to make sure that it's unloaded. Right. I, 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 if you're pointing it at someone and shooting. You, you wouldn't dry fire it. You, you know, if you thought it was empty, you pointing at somebody, I, would you? I, 
No, not at some, but never. I would never do that. Now, I have seen people that do that and think that that's okay. I don't, uh, I don't, you know, and, and a lot of police departments do things like that that are, that are unsafe. That's, that's why, you know, at Aurora Police Department, we killed two people because, you know, you know, the thing that always happens, you always hear people say, I don't know how this happened. The gun was unloaded. Well, no, Lucky, the loud bang you had was an indicator that the gun was loaded. Right. And so, you know, it's just anytime you have a safe zone where people think it's okay to do stupid things with guns, you run the risk of killing people. What about two reports that the gun previously misfired? How does a gun like that kind of giving the impression that just like was sitting there and went off? I mean, is that even? No, those those can go accidentally discharged. Okay, how, could that work that way? Yeah, I mean, I Not don't think this all. happened in the Baldwin case, but well, I mean, no. you know, one of the things with it with that gun is is that you normally only fill it with five bullets and you leave the chamber uh, one empty because if you hit the ground. Um, you know, it's right against the, the primer. It is right. Against I understand. It. I understand. Man. There are, there are safety systems in the modern production guns. Oh, yeah. that were yeah. not in the original guns. Now it's not yeah. a perfect solution, Chuck. And you're right. The old cowboys in the days of the 1800s carried that gun with five shots in it resting on what's called an empty chamber. And the old lore is that they kept money in that chamber in case they got killed and they could be buried with that money. Um, of Western lore, you know, but here's the thing today, it depending upon what brand that was, which, which company manufactured that they put little safety systems inside it. Uh, like the Ruger model of a similar pistol has a transfer bar safety. It couldn't fire. There are others that could, it depends which one you have, but to make the gun go off, it would have to be dropped from a substantially high position it would have to fall directly onto the hammer spur at the exact right angle to force the firing pin into the primer to make the gun go off. But these things, and I've investigated a lot of guns for people um, where they had a nasal discharge, and they immediately are trying to figure out another way to say this, just, this gun misfired and went on off. A misfire is, is typically means that when you pulled the trigger, you wanted the gun to go off, and it right. didn't. It didn't right. fire. So it right. wasn't, you know, it's not a misfire when it goes off and does what it was supposed to do. Listen, the, 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 the testimony so far is clear. He pointed the gun, pulled the trigger, the gun went off. The gun did exactly what it was supposed to do. What do you uh, think um, about reports, too, that they were using the gun for, that there was live ammunition on the set, they were using the gun apparently for target practice. And, and then it, bring it back. And then bringing it back. Well, that's a little odd to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where on TV they'd be target practicing with a gun. Um because well, no, they know, were just they're, using they're it for bored. fun. They're yeah, they bored. were just bored. They were using it for fun. So they were using shooting the prop gun, and, shooting yeah. at stuff. And and I guess there's speculation that that's how the live ammo got. But but one of the things you said, you said there have to be a highly qualified safety expert on the set. And we found out that it really wasn't as a 24-year-old, somewhat dippy woman whose father was a expert, but she was not. Um, oh, by, by, by osmosis, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she even gave a, a podcast where the last set she worked on, which is the first one, she felt incredibly unqualified to do the job. Um, so that was, uh, so there wasn't any great um, gun uh, safety expert. Except you there. Well, we've got a call. You want to take a call, Rich? Sure, that'd be great, you guys. Okay, okay. let's go to Jacob on line two. Hey, Jacob, you're on with Chuck and How Julie and Rich Wyatt. Hi. Hi. I heard, I don't know if it was on Glenn Beck or Mark Simone, uh, Thursday or Friday morning, that on October 22nd, 2020, there was a fatal shooting where a cop killed a kid by accident. And Alec Baldwin got on TV and he said, I can't imagine killing an innocent person. No, yes. no. I, what would it feel like to wrongfully kill a person? Right. And now we got yeah. to get to know. Yeah. 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 What do you think of the whole thing, Jacob? I, I hope he's charged. I, 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 it sounds like there's negligence going all around. Why is a guy that's anti-gun playing with guns? Right. Because that's well, how he, he makes his guns money. Every movie he was in. I mean, you watched that's, Alec yeah. Baldwin. Well, it's all guns. Yeah. So he's only anti. He was. He was, he was uh, Lieutenant Doodle, a Doolittle or whatever in uh, in uh, Pearl Harbor. Uh, mm. The second thing I want to say real quick was the one organization that's going to do Fauci in is going to be PETA. 
because after those yeah. pictures of the Beagles, and Ooh. that's and that's they're gonna they're they're gonna get more mad at Fauci and get rid of him than all the people that got sick under his care under his uh, mandates. I think that's and true, that's, Jacob. That, I think you're right That's on that. I hope you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care why, right. just so they fire him. Hey, Jacob, okay. thank you for calling. Okay. Thank you for Be calling. Well. Okay. Thanks, Jacob. Okay. Hey, um, so and Rich, back to then when you guys did your show, can, were, were, is there a protocols published and then for your show, we, or was it just you had to make sure that that you did what you thought was proper? You know, to be honest with you, there was no published protocol um, through Discovery Channel for that, um, and I required that they hired uh, our guy to do it um, primarily because. Uh, you know, I didn't want any accidents. I didn't want to be responsible in any way for anything unfortunate happening. And my family was on the set, and they were very important right. to me. And, uh, you know, so so we required that. And, you know, we had a lot of different things that we used, explosives and a lot of danger in, in what we do each day. And, of course, there was another go, gun show on at the same time, and they had – uh, a lot of problems um, throughout that show. As a matter of fact, we were filming one day down in Douglas County, and all of a sudden our phones started blowing up and everything was going crazy. And we don't normally answer our phones while we're on set. And we were on set doing a live fire shoot where we, uh, my, my daughter and my son and I uh, shot this car, and then it blew up. We shot it with a rocket. Um, and uh, we, we got this call, and down at a place in Colorado Springs, uh, they were shooting a TV show for the military channel, and the woman who was the wife of the owner of the gun shop down there was killed by a piece of shrapnel that hit her in the neck wow. and took her life. Um, and so, you know, that this stuff does happen. Now, that's an accident because nobody had any idea that that shrapnel was going to go this way and, and hit her. But when you point a gun at somebody and pull the trigger, and then you're surprised that you shot them, that's not an accident. That's a negligent discharge. There's a very big difference between an accidental discharge and a negligent discharge. An accidental discharge would be like Chuck was talking about, where you load a gun, you had no intention of dropping the gun, and the gun was dropped, and it went off. That's a accidental discharge. A negligent discharge is when you pull the trigger, and the gun functions as it properly should, and it goes off, and then people want to call it an accident, but that's not an accident. That's, that's an act of negligence. No, that's all right. That's true. Hey, well, listen, we're running out of time. So before we let you go, we got to ask about something else important that you're going on. I know you're you're helping with Laurel Imer's campaign in CD7. Just how's that going? Give you a chance to talk about that just real quick. Oh, I appreciate that. That's that's going great. Um, you know, we, we don't have any opponents that have shown up in the primary yet. So we hope that that stays that way. And then we'll see if Ed Perlmutter is going to run or not. But Laurel's a fantastic candidate. That is. is on the right side of the events and things. And uh, we're just, we're really building ahead of steam. We had a great fundraiser at the Dunifin Castle. And yeah, we, were there. Uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate you guys coming so much. And we, we've raised some money and things are going full steam ahead. So we're looking forward to that. I would also like to throw out one thing. If you live in Jefferson County, please vote for Shelton, Mix, and for Wilhite. Uh, those are the three candidates we need on the school board. Otherwise, you know, you're voting for destruction of 100 or $1.4 million and our children. Our children are being abused in these schools uh, through surveys and things, and we've really got to have some change. Well, who are those board. candidates again? The, the candidates are, are Shelton, Teresa Shelton, uh, Jeff Wilhite, and uh, Kathy Mix. And those are the three, uh, and they're independents. They're not rock solid you know, far, far right conservatives like me, maybe nobody is, except for you, Chuck. Uh, and so, uh, but they're, but they're the people we need at this time to handle the job. They're, they're the most qualified. Listen, oh, just because you're often teacher, easy to learn to remember a slate by its acronym. So S W M. Yeah, it's actually different. They put Will height first, so they've got an acronym for it, but uh, mm-hmm. I like Will height the least. So I put them in the back. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's just me, you know, but uh, I, I really do hope we pursue this. And I, I, I think that charges should be filed in it. Where did it happen? Was it California? Um, no, New Mexico, New Mexico, Out of South, no, New Mexico. Out, outside of Santa Fe. So no problem. He's, he's in safe territory. Yeah, he is. Fun. You're totally right. Well, guys, <laughs> it's, it's a tragedy. And again, I feel so sorry for the 
families of the people that were doing their job and got shot. Um, and, uh, you know, we can't count on Alec Baldwin for the truth. The only time I ever met him, he lied straight to my face. And, uh, you know, you can't tolerate that. All right. Well, Rich, thank you for your time. Good to talk to you. Yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Thank you. Rich Wyatt there. Bye-bye. It sounds like... um, well, you know, again, he's a, the, and his show, even they brought a safety guy in, seems to me like. Well, it's interesting, though, there were no pro, per se. Well, that's what I've said. It's clear there aren't. Yeah. I think the union has some rules, but in this case, it was interesting. The yeah. union had, some of the union members had walked off. But I think even that makes it even more incumbent upon, to me, the person who's going to be actually handling the gun. I mean, sort of the buck stops there, right? It's yeah. like, you know, if you, it's up to you to totally make sure that it's We safe. have this from Dr. Donna, the Thompson School uh, District. Um, you can read those a little better than I can, Julie. Dee Dee Vecino, Blake Law, Nancy Rumfield, and Lisa Winburn. Um, Sandra says, like Rich, have him on again, please. We will. We will. He's, he's involved in just about everything now. Well, that yeah, it's pretty interesting. It was interesting to hear his comment too that yeah they there there were not any particular protocols, protocols. Yeah, uh, yeah. but like i said again that makes it if you're and particularly alec baldwin being not only the actor but the producer there too seems to me well, that, that would be I, well but you know like rich i mean rich was was saying they're gonna you know i need somebody on top of it all the time and i can't do that right i'm sure alec baldwin couldn't do that and said he hired a 24 year old just hottie uh who who had really minimal uh, skills at being an armor. So. Yeah, to me, I was stunned to find out. You would think that whoever they had to hire would have to have some sort of minimum qualification, right? I mean, like I said, if they okay, were- Okay, one more list, Julie. Oh, okay, this from Dr. Donna, then we got to go. Poudre School District, Brandy Aspinall, Brady Beal, Eric Dobbs, and Jeanette Gator. Um, all right. Hey, guys, that is going to do it for us. Um, thank you to Rich and to Karen. Thank you to everyone on Zoom and everyone listening. You can catch all our shows at chuckandjulie.com. I have started doing the newsletter again. So, it, you know, it's free. I only do it once a week. Um, so please sign up for our newsletter. Love to have people sign up for the newsletter. Um, and I guess we'll see everybody on Wednesday. We sure will. Take care. Be safe.